You know, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. Sometimes when we make mistakes, we hurt someone far worse than we would have thought possible. Sometimes that comes from a difference in perspectives, assumptions, miscalculated extrapolations, a bunch of stuff like that that often remains in one's subconscious. Sometimes when there is a major conflict between two individuals, a sound resolution can be very hard to reach because of all these unspoken things that are floating around. A true conflict resolution for a major problem requires openness extreme transparency a, a type of pure honesty that is you know by definition intimate um, I, I recently hurt a couple people that I love today I'm going to share with you what I would personally consider the third step in uh, the the set of steps that I take to atone for hurting someone. Um, eventually you'll come to understand, if you don't already, why I am titling this Interference Pattern 1. Uh, you'll, you'll come to understand that by the end of whatever episode ends up becoming Interference Pattern 2. Now, as I said, this is the third part of my apology, like my official apology. Um, I don't usually write all of this down in steps. There's a long explanation behind all this. Um, but I felt the need to organize this apology because of how serious I'm taking it. Um, and in the first part of my apology, um, I expressed sorrow from the deepest parts of my soul. Uh, as, as worthless as that may be to some, you know, to me it means something to say, I'm sorry. So I did. Um, but even to me, Words often mean nothing without action. So I then continued into what I would call the second part of my apology, uh, in which I started to describe what it should mean to me, to, to anyone, I think, when a person says, I'm sorry. And then I went further into detail about See, my, my sincerity, when I'm sincere about something like this, it predetermines a course of actions I must follow to make amends. Um, and that is just the way that it is, regardless of, typically regardless of whether the person forgives me before I complete them or anything like that. When I am sorry for something, there's a, a set of actions that I have to take to correct it. In this, 
my apology part three, I, I get into a bit of high definition, if you will, of how this methodology is my way. But, you know, I don't demand this method. I, you know, I don't demand that it gets followed by those. It's kind of confusing. In this, in this uh, part three of my apology, I, I show my methodology for making amends. And then I, I explain that it is my methodology because that's how I discern the sincerity of others. However, I, I don't demand that they utilize this method. And I, and I don't, I, I don't put the onus on, I certainly don't put the onus on someone I have hurt. Now, to clarify, I should also say that I find this method a very precise description of what must happen, at least in like most natural courses of human interactions in events like this uh, for someone to fully forgive someone else. And what I want you to understand is those two statements are not mutually exclusive. The understanding necessary to apply this method properly integrates both of them without conflict. Uh, you know, luckily for me, um, I'm not someone, I'm no one. So this process is much more simple. I, I know others might have issue with it, but believe me, it's there. So in part two, I laid out a list of steps that I take, not just to make amends to the person that I've wronged, but also to fix myself. Like whatever malfunction went wrong, to make sure that it doesn't happen again. One of the steps that I laid out is to offer an explanation. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people confuse an explanation with an excuse. I don't like excuses either. I don't want to hear excuses. They mean nothing to me. But there is a difference to me if someone offers me an excuse versus uh, someone offers me an explanation. Oftentimes, if, if I want an explanation, then I will ask that. Not for an excuse, just an explanation. What was really going on so that I understand? How I proceed is heavily dependent on what their explanation is. So as a result of that, you know, because of that, and because I look at everyone as somewhere inside, I look at everyone as the same as me. So I offer an explanation. I don't offer excuses. I offer my explanation. You know, partially to appease them in the same way it would appease me, and partially because, look, if I if I just lay it out for you, maybe we can really figure out what what went wrong that was beyond my comprehension. Then maybe maybe the other person can help me fix what's wrong with me, fix how I hurt them, or you know maybe the other person mistook something that I did. Maybe the explanation will help them understand that from another perspective, it just 
wasn't intended to harm them. You know, it's easy to understand that the person making the apology has a responsibility to make amends. What's a little harder to understand is that the person receiving the apology also has responsibilities. You know, you can't just, oh, they said sorry, so it's all good. That is like, that is dangerous. That's a dangerous attitude to take. And I know that that's what we all want to do when we love someone and, and we love them unconditionally. But that can be very dangerous for even the health of the person who is making the apology. I'm not saying we should hold grudges on other people, but if we blindly forgive everyone when we are hurting for something, it, it, it really sends the wrong message. And maybe they don't pick up on it consciously, but it still sends it. They still will absorb this idea that it was not a big deal. It was, it was so not a big deal that the, the other person didn't even require me to like make up for it and show them how sorry I am and show them how I've changed. That can be very dangerous to both people involved. So when someone offers me an apology, if it's a, you know, if, if I consider it a serious situation, I often want to know what was going on in that person's mind, you know, the moment they did whatever it was, you know, that they're apologizing about. Um, I have a pretty good sense of empathy. We'll get into that another time. But if I feel that they are sincere in their apology and truthful in their explanation, then I'm confident that I can make an accurate estimate of the likelihood of them repeating the behavior. It's, it, at that point, it's really a matter of risk mitigation. Now, on the other, on the other hand, if, if chances are high that they will repeat the behavior, or if I lack confidence in the sincerity of their apology or in the, the truthfulness of their explanation, then I examine how important the relationship is to maintain. Uh, that is, I ask myself if it's worth enduring more you know, potentially enduring more emotional hardship for whatever benefit it is that I'm receiving. You know, a lot of people at first glance might think that's crazy, but there are plenty of reasons why we humans would continue our relationship with someone um, when the conditions of a true and sincere apology are not met. Uh, not the least of which is out of a drive to raise children together um, in the case of marriage. I mean, that's one example that I think everyone should be able to, to understand, at least everyone who has been married, especially with kids. So if the relationship is extremely important to me, uh, the only thing I know I can do is to prepare myself mentally for them to make the same mistake, which... It, that is far from optimal, but it, it is definitely better than doing nothing, than just pretending like it never happened and um, going ahead and just letting it happen again and letting it hurt you again. That, that's bad. That's worse. 
So you can at least mentally prepare um, for the event that it happens again. And preparing to, for this, to me, means, you know, just making sure that I'm emotionally strong enough to handle that event should it happen and stuff like that. It does not mean mentally preparing to go on the attack the, the moment it happens again. Um, not only is that ineffective, but I just for me, that's just generally not my way of handling a situation like that. Um, because if I've made the choice to proceed with the relationship, being aware of that risk, I just know no good's going to come from attacking the other person. All right, moving on from that, though, I, I, I think I think that's spelled out pretty clear what would happen in that event. Um, now, in another case, if the chances are high that they will repeat the offense, but the relationship is not important, then I will almost always choose to dissociate from that person. That is just, there is no reason not to cut it off. Now, if chances are low that it's going to happen, uh, regardless of the importance of that uh, relationship, Usually, I will not dissociate from the other person, uh, especially almost never over any single incident. I, you know, as atheist as I am, I, I do actually take the words of Jesus uh, very seriously. Um, they were good words. There's, it's nonsense to me to think that we shouldn't. Um, I'm not saying we shouldn't ad adhere to them, or, uh, but it's nonsense for us not to glean what is very beneficial from that. So you got to bear with me for a second. Um, you know, it is it is common for us today to to live in a a dynamic. Our our cultural dynamics are like you can't judge other people. But you know, in the case of something like this. It, it, I think it's appropriate for someone to judge this kind of thing for themselves. Like how sincere they, they, a person is being in their apology. You should judge that. You should give it a value to yourself. Do you think that they're sincere or do you not? I don't think it's wrong to um, make that kind of judgment. And there's there's reasons it's it's coming up, but to make that judgment, one of the important things is that some you have to be ready to listen to their apology. You have to be ready to listen to their explanation. You, you have to, if you're going to make a sound judgment about um, how you feel about what they said. You can't just go off of those assumptions that happened you know quickly at the in the heat of the moment that is that is definitely not a good idea so i mean in in my case i personally prefer that the other person tells me their explanation for what they did and then i i take time to consider you know how truthful and how valid i find that explanation to be i'm not the type to hold a grudge against another person but I'm also not the type to just freely hand over my trust, especially to someone who has already done something 
that degraded that trust. You know, they if they broke it in some way, I don't just hand it back over and without them earning it back. That's ridiculous to me. I would never do that. It's absurd. Um, so for me, I, it's just in order to continue a relationship with another person, I have to like reestablish a reliable level of trust as quickly as possible. Now, I don't mean throwing all that trust at them as quickly as possible. I just mean like I have to be able to to have a good judgment of how much I can trust them. So if the person making the apology has, has they they seem sincere to me and I find their explanations to be truthful and reasonable um usually I feel no need for that person to do anything further um to make amends if if I find it all reasonable then Let's wash our hands of it. It's water under the bridge. Do what you got to do to feel better about yourself. But as far as I'm concerned, I forgive you. Um, you know, that is like if it's an honest mistake, a mistake that I think a reasonable person could make uh, or would make without necessarily having some sort of like malicious intent or just completely disregarded my feelings or something like that is as long as I think it's, you know, an honest mistake, I'm not going to hold it against them. That's why in a lot of cases, I find it important to hear the explanation. I want to hear what they, what they experienced from their perspective so that I can judge whether I think it's an honest mistake. That's why I don't think that uh, it's a sin. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe in sin, but um, I don't think it's wrong to, to take that explanation and make your own judgment. You know, there are definitely special cases where this system does not apply, even for me. Um, in most minor issues, uh, this whole th process is unnecessary. If it's something small, it, I, I really, I don't care. Um, but when a serious incident happens and, and the, the relationship requires a sound resolution this this is my way it's actually the only way I can think of to fully resolve any serious conflict so uh, you know in in any incident that I would consider minor I don't expect this whole process from another person and, and I don't offer it there is a, another special case that I find this this particular step inappropriate, which is when the other person, the person that I would be apologizing to, you know, if they've made it clear to me that I've hurt them, so I know it's not a minor incident, but they don't want my explanation or they're not ready, then I, I don't force it on them. Usually this is obvious because either they'll tell me that they're not ready to hear it or if I begin trying to explain myself, you know, if the other person says something along the lines of like, you're lying or I don't want to hear your excuses or something like that, then I know to just stop. It can be hard to tell if they're saying things like that 
you know, just out of hurt or anger or if they're just genuinely not interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me, if they're just not interested in hearing how whatever happened happened. And I myself don't always want to hear how it happened. Um, but whatever it is, I, I, I just... I take it in that they're not ready for whatever reason and, and I'll wait until they are, if they ever are, and, and then I'll give them my honest explanation. Now, even though I consider myself a pretty rational person, I, I rely on my feelings throughout this process quite a bit. And you know, it's, it's counterintuitive because a lot of people try to say you gotta handle this kind of thing rationally. Well, I think you got to approach it. I, excuse me. I think you have to approach it rationally. But you have to consider your emotions. For example, you know, first of all, I, I have learned to trust my gut instinct when, like, I get a distinct feeling that someone is lying. I, I tend to trust my gut on that one. I don't bury the feeling. I, I just search for whatever answer I can find that, seems to um, explain why I feel that way. So that's one, one, one way that I rely on my emotion. But secondly, you know, my emotions always have a heavy impact on my relationship with any given person. So if I'm not comfortable with another person or their sincerity or my trust in them, I'm, I know myself enough to know that I'm going to continue to question their motive like for everything they do until I've finally decided that I've found that motive and, you know, hopefully I find it reasonable. You know, and that in the case where, you know, I don't think they were being honest and I have to find out the truth myself. Um, if I fail to find a motive in a reasonable amount of time anyway, or if I find a motive that I think is just wrong, like just not lined up with decent morals, then I, I basically, I, I just don't want to continue having a relationship with that person. Uh, at that point, I'll feel the need to confront them directly about what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. And if they fail to provide an adequate resolution to all that at that point in time then I just I know I can't put any effort into my relationship with that person um, there are very few exceptions to that there, there's actually only one I can think of well however you would call this but my kids and my wife other than that I'm not willing to tolerate that kind of nonsense from someone else um I'll put up with a lot of things from my family. I will not put up with all this nonsense from, from anyone outside my, my immediate family. You know, so, I, I mean, I realize that everything that I've been talking about here, this is my way. I'm not saying exactly that it has to be the way of everyone else. Um, but I have arrived at this as being my way uh, because I find it the most appropriate way to handle all of the emotions 
that go into a, a conflict where you know someone hurts someone else so to those I love and have hurt you know per, perhaps you're not interested in hearing uh, my explanation for whatever reason I don't blame you you know there are so many other places where I direct that blame including myself but I still love you regardless of any of that and I want you to know that no matter what happens I'm moving on to the next step in that list. Um, that list of, of steps I got to take to make an attempt to atone for what I did wrong. Um, and of course, the next step is to find a way to make sure I don't make the same mistake again. That's a lot of how I know how to make a sincere apology. You apologize for what you know you did wrong and what you you feel sorry for having done wrong. You cannot apologize for things that you don't think you did wrong. I would never expect that from someone else. If you don't think you took a wrong action, that I want to hear you out. It may not always be easy, but ultimately I know that's the only way we're going to reach resolution. It does neither of us any good to say sorry for things we don't think we did wrong. It only does damage that's going to have to be dealt with later. Um, when, you, when someone says sorry for something that they don't feel they did wrong, I sense it. I feel like they're lying to me. They're not sorry. It's insincere. And I, I don't want another person to sense that insincerity from me. I refuse. So if I don't recognize what someone else thinks I did wrong, I cannot apologize. I have no, I have no issues apologizing for things that I understand I did wrong and that I'm sorry for. I cannot make insincere apologies, and I don't think anyone should. If you sat through all this... Thank you for listening. Um, there is another episode. It's been recorded. We recorded it earlier today, but we had a lot of technical issues. And it requires a lot of um, editing on top of it because we we are five hours apart. Uh, my co-ghost is actually on this episode. And... There's a lot of editing to be done because we, we recorded in two separate places. We've never done that before. Um, but that one will be up. I hope you found this one of some value to you.
Thank you and goodbye.